At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. This is VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome to Vston Big Vets. Dave Rocks alongside Amal Shaw here at South Point Casino and Hotel in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, here on a Thursday. Amal, um, you had trouble sleeping last night. I did a little bit. Was uh, worried about, you know, talking about the backyard brawl because I know you're on the Mounties and I might be leaning towards the Panthers. I'm not on. I have not officially played it because I, okay. I don't do anything until I get your official pick <laughs> on game day. But you you told me that you went swimming to try to cure the... the uh, well, generally, swimming is a good exercise to kind of get you get you some rest eventually. You're going to be tired afterwards. That's amazing. I can't swim. Like, I, I'm like the like if you saw Rocky, which, of course, you did. Yeah. That's the way I kind of swim. Survival swim. <laughs> can he it, swim with a name like Rock? I don't know. If Apollo's there, he can pull him out of the water. <laughs> One of the great scenes of all time in right? Rocky Three, right? The music. Him out of there. Yeah. You got to use muscles you didn't have before, kid. <laughs> uh, we're going to have Matt Humans, uh, Frank Schwab on the program today. It's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait to get Matt's thoughts, certainly on college football this week as well. And Frank will dive into some NFL. I cannot believe it, but one week from today will be opening night in the National Football League. Is there an echo in here? Is it just me? No, there is. But uh, the reality of it is this is going to be a lot of fun. Great game to open the season yeah. between Buffalo and the Rams. Remember last year, a tremendous game between Tampa and Dallas came down to the end. Hopefully this ever. game is, is good. Yeah, I know you're, you're a Cowboy fan. So uh, the good news for you is you're used to being in misery, so it shouldn't be a problem working with me. <laughs> uh, we're going to get to the backyard brawl and college football here in a second. But we do have one baseball game. Get ready to go in about eight minutes. 
and that would be the Royals against the Sox on the south side of Chicago. And, of course, Tony La Russa, we're hoping uh, Tony gets healthy and better, but he's not there. And Lance Lynn went out there yesterday. White Sox got a win over the Royals. And Lance said after the game he was pitching with a heavy heart for his skipper. So I know not everybody hates Tony La Russa on the south side of Chicago. What do you make, though? Do you think there's a, a rally around the flag here, boys, type uh, sentiment here? It could be in an ideal way, right? He's not here. You can do a better job, but at the same time, you're pulling for him. And I think the one thing that has to be you have to look back at, there might be some players that don't necessarily have an affinity for him. There might be some fans, obviously, that do not. Actually, some. Pretty much everyone on the south side that pulls for the Sox outside of Jerry Reinsdorf doesn't. <laughs> um, but to me, the big thing is this team still has a shot. I think yeah. they have eight, nine games with the Twinkies and then four games against the Guardians. They're five back. I mean, look, they're six in the loss column. It's not going to be easy, but the opportunity is still in front of them. You've got to win all four games, or at least you've got to take three out of four against the Guardians. Uh, very quickly, uh, to that end, when I look at the futures market here uh, for the White Sox to still get back in this, would it be worth a stab now? Remember, they were the overwhelming favorite at the beginning of the year, kind of like the Brew Crew, by the way, in the NL Central, right, where Milwaukee was 2-1. to one. Before the baseball season began, and by the way, they're not going to win that division. Could, could the White Sox still have real life in that market? I got a text at 1042. It says, White Sox have 32 games left and are five games back. Any chance on God's green earth they win this division? If so, grab them for a couple hundred for me just to be safe at the plus 1,000. Whoa! See, that's finally now. You Again, it's almost like why I played the Cowboys a plus $1.40 yeah. to win the East because now there's value in it. Exactly. So if, if there's a, a way to get that ticket home – would you wager on the Sox? Because I still think we think they're the most talented team in that division. If you, it depends on what your positions are. If you're in a situation where you've got some plus money on the Guardians and the Twins, you've ah. got a great opportunity with the White Sox. I don't think realistically with uh, six games in the loss column behind and 32 games remaining, it's tough to overcome that. Just think about it from this standpoint. If you were to go 20 and 12, your opponent's got to go 14 and 18, and mm -hmm. they've got nine games remaining in, against the Royals and eight against the Twins. So those 17 games... The other 15, it depends on how you see the Guardians doing. They got uh, 33, I think, including tonight. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Well, that, to me, sounds like a pro tip, which would be, depending on your position, what you had maybe before the season started, if you got good plus money already out there, it's not a bad way then to almost lock in that profit if you could, depending on where you might sit with the Twins or Guardians tickets, to, to look at the White Sox because they might still be live. Yeah, you know, I want to kind of expand upon what you just said there in terms of uh, kind of hedging or taking a scenario there. Dave, I'm a big proponent of, let's say you got a baseball game and it's 8 nothing, and let's say the White Sox-Royals today, the White Sox are up 8 nothing and they're – or, or 5 nothing, and they're, the Royals are plus 2,500 in-game in the seventh inning. You say, well, let's just say for simple math, you've got $2,500 on the White Sox – at uh, on you know minus 180. Okay. So you're looking at a scenario where you're going to win probably close to about 13, 1400. You say why throw 100 bucks and and lose that potentially? Because I'm telling you the number of times you get beaten scenarios over the course of the lifetime, it's worth giving that up so you don't lose. You never go broke taking a profit. Would you in a scenario like that? And I'm glad you brought that up because again, let's say today the socks are minus a dollar 80 yeah. and on the run line here, uh it's uh it's even money. Right. So let's say in the same scenario, socks are up big, yeah. say six nothing, mm -hmm. right? Would you then maybe look for that middle by taking the Royals, uh, if you can get it, plus a run and a half in game? Yeah, you can. Uh, here's the thing at that point in time, you're probably going to get Royals plus five and a half, so you can go between five and two. 
which would be a scenario. But the problem is now if the Royals don't score, you're, you're, you're almost making a wager that would be comparable to your pre-flop bet or okay. your pre-game bet, excuse me. And so from that standpoint, you would be negating a lot of it. I'm talking about on the money line where you've got a scenario just to literally sit there and say, okay, if the White Sox were to blow this game, probably not likely against a team like the Royals. But the reason why I brought that up, it happened 2015. At a big bet on the Tigers, um, they're up 8 nothing in the second inning. Oh, my. And a friend of mine says to me, he goes, why don't you just throw 200 on them at plus 2,500? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 5K. You're clear. And then all of a sudden, by the sixth inning, the game was tied at 8. Oh, boy. Now, I was lucky the Tigers won the game. And you sit there and say, well, it's an aberration. You're right. It is. But if you look at, especially in most sports, football, basketball, there are so many games of runs. How many Just games? huge swings. Yeah, absolutely. How many times in baseball do we see runs scored in the seventh, eighth, ninth innings? How many times do we see these bullpens collapse? So I think you just have to put yourself in a position where you're not at risk. Um, I'm going to bring up a name that DC doesn't want to hear. Drew Storen. Mm-hmm. Was that that game against the Cardinals? Game five. Remember, I can't remember what the seven, nothing, I believe. Nats after two. Bryce Harper against Adam Wainwright. They knock him out. And I just remember the feeling as that game continued. And went on and on and became 7-1 and 7-2. And then, of course, Drew Storen is shaking on the mound in the ninth, and they end up blowing that lead. I would love to go back in time and look at what number you could have gotten when the Cardinals were down 7 nothing in the second inning in a closeout game in the postseason. I'll give you a better example, and they still remember it in San Francisco despite 2010-12-14. Game 6 between the Angels and the San Francisco oh Giants. Was that 2002? Uh-huh. Russ Ortiz is just straight dealing, hasn't even thrown like 90 pitches, and Dusty pulls him. And 6-0 becomes 6-6. The Angels win that game Saturday night. And Sunday night, the Angels uh, finish it off with the World Series. Was that the JT Snow game where he saved? Uh, no, saved no, his... no. That one was in San Francisco. Where he had, <laughs> he uh, away he had Dusty Sun, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, we'll get to more baseball later on in the program. Did want to mention the big news in the NFL. And our guy here at Vston, Mike Pritchard, has a – He's got a nickname for Russell Wilson, and he just calls him a walking culture. That culture is going to be in Denver now for a long time. They just reached an agreement on a five-year, $245 million contract extension. 165 of that is guaranteed. Thank you, Kirk Cousins. So that deal now, it's, it's in the book. So he's already got that 165, and I'm sure Russell now is going to be go Bronx for the next five years in Denver. What do you make of this walking culture that is Russell Wilson? We knew a deal was going to get done. You're not making that trade for Russell Wilson with the prospect that he gets away, right? So we all knew this was coming, but what do you make of the money? I Look, here's the thing. You'd sit there and say, well, Russell Wilson, I think is 32 or 33, going to be 34 in November or December of this year. And it's a scenario where to me, I think it's the right move from the standpoint, you're going to lock him up and Look, when the salary cap continues to increase, mm-hmm. you're in a scenario where you're going to end up paying more money. Over they, Now, they have him under team control for seven years. so But the deal only comes out to an average of, I think, about $28 million or somewhere around there, $28, 29000000 million. Think about this. If I could give you uh, – if you could have Russell Wilson for Jimmy Garoppolo money, would you sign up for him? I would immediately. I mean, to me, this is a guy who's a proven commodity. He only threw six picks last year. The problem is – John Schneider and Pete Carroll absolutely refused, just like in Pittsburgh, to draft an offensive lineman. We had somebody on from Seattle a couple years ago. I said, Russell Wilson's offensive play, line plays like they hate him. <laughs> the best move they ever did when Russell was still in Seattle is trading away Jimmy Graham to get the center. But they got out of New Orleans when they made that deal. A great right? move. That was the way they helped out the offensive line. Yeah. By the way, Russ is 33. Yeah. 
Uh, so, again, do the math here with the way quarterbacks play. I know Tom Brady is the aberration. He's not the constant. But it feels like this is a guy that might still have some really good football to come for years to come, and the Broncos are banking on it. Speaking of banking on it, I wonder what Lamar Jackson is now thinking in Baltimore. Look, Baltimore is a chic pick this year in a lot of futures markets. Certainly uh, one of those teams to go worst to first. Uh, they were 8-3 and three last year, lost the last six once Lamar got hurt. 8-9 and nine is where they finished up. And I know a lot of people like the Ravens. I do too. And Lamar's 21 to win the MVP. What do you make of how this might affect what the Ravens are doing, i.e. what is Lamar doing? Because he's negotiating this deal all by his lumpson. Yeah, that, listen, the NFLPA reviews the contracts. He's not going to get – he's not going to wind up with a Leland Hardy slash Ricky Williams deal down in New Orleans. Remember when Master P, oh. Leland Hardy worked for him and they gave the worst deal in the history of the NFL? He would have had to become the greatest rusher in the history of the National Football League to be able to actually reach the escalators in that deal. I don't think Ricky cared nor knew what was in the contract, which is part of the problem. Yeah, but but the problem is that the deal was so horrific. Was it was unbelievable. But to your point, look, I, I think with Lamar – it, this is a great scenario for both sides because if he doesn't play as well as I expect him to, the way that uh, you know people who are backing the Ravens like myself believe, you're going to be in trouble, and you're not going to have to pay him that money. Now, if he has a phenomenal year, MVP level year, you're going to have to break the bank, and he's going to become the highest paid player in the league. Does it uh, does it affect the way you look at the Ravens in the futures market and or the divisional market if Lamar doesn't get a deal done? No, but Josh Towers always says guys going in free agency play their best when they're in a free agent year or contract year. With the little chip on the shoulder. I mean, to me, don't you want to win? Yeah. And Lamar's like, oh, you gave him that? By the way, I've won an MVP. He hasn't. <laughs> when we come back, we'll get to the backyard brawl and all things college football. Come on back. It is Big Bets on these and these sports betting networks. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to point game. King of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is football season, and betters know that this is when the money is made. Nobody knows football like VEASAN, and now's the time to become a VEASAN subscriber and get comprehensive college and our pro football betting guides. Only VEASAN subscribers get all the tools to prep for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, divisional finishes, and player awards. Sign up early for a discount of $175. You're going to receive the both, both of the guides and full VEASAN access all the way through the Super or you can join us for just $40 a month and see everything VEASAN has to offer to help up your betting game. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all of your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Back alongside Amal Shaw, I am Dave Ross. We roll on with Big Bets here on VEASAN. Matt Human's is going to join us uh, in a few minutes, about 15 minutes from now, and we're going to have uh, Frank Schwab join us in hour number two to break down everything in the NFL. But I do want to get back to college football because really, Amal, it feels like week one begins in earnest yeah. this evening. Chippewas going to take on Okie State. This will be in Stillwater. I'm a man. I'm 50. I think he's, he's over 50 now, if you can believe that, Mike Gundy. Oh, I can. So I don't know if he's still rocking the mullet, but uh, we know that he is known for defense. When you look at Okie State against Central Michigan tonight, and right now, my goodness, 21 and a half is what you got to lay if you want to back the Cowboys. That total feels a little high for me at first blush at 58. Uh, Juice evenly here minus the dollar ten. What do you make of the side and or total? You know, this is interesting. Oklahoma State lost their two best defensive players, in my opinion, last year. Uh, Malcolm Rodriguez moves on to the Detroit Lions, a sixth-round pick there. Tanner McAllister goes with the defensive coordinator Jim Knowles to Ohio State. He's going to start there as one of the safeties for the Buckeyes. But I look at this team. They were really good 12-2 and last year. They had a tremendous win at Bedlam, 37-33 against Boomer. Uh, this matchup, though, without Khalil Pimpleton offensively, I think it's going to be a real challenge for this Western Michigan team mm-hmm. on special teams and then get the offense going because he was not only a, a great player on special teams, but his ability in jet sweeps, deep throws. Uh, it'll be interesting to what they're able to do here. Uh, Richardson back under center for this team. I don't know how effective he will necessarily be. Nichols is a solid running back, but to me, Dave, I, I actually look at this game – and say, hey, do I believe Oklahoma State? How many points are they going to score? Forget the covering the number. I'm looking towards the under potential here, but I have a hard time taking it because I know Central Michigan, they could easily give up 45 points in this game, and I don't see Oklahoma State shutting out or put, uh, playing that kind of defense where you're just absolutely going to slow down the Chippewas. Is there an, an angle or an avenue of approach? And again, it, it sounds like here in this game, Amal, you're kind of leaning towards 
Okie State, maybe we'll see how it progresses over the four quarters. But I'm not going to play this game. Okay. Yeah. But I, I do wonder if you, in not saying this game in particular, yeah, just sure. an overview. If you like a dog, especially a big dog, mm-hmm. would you then look first half where it always feels like you get a little bit better of the number? Like, say, for instance, this one. The Chippewas are getting 13 in the first half, even though for the whole game they're getting 21 and a half. So you're getting a little bit more if you think they can hang early and you don't want to trust it for both halves. Yeah, no, it's a good point. Um, you know, it depends on the team and the matchup. Okay. So for me, if you're playing Alabama, right. uh, I would not want to take the first half. I'm playing Ohio State. I don't want to take the first half. And the reason is these two teams are electric offensively in the first halves of games. Alabama, you'll see a lot of games where they may score points in the third quarter, but I think your best opportunity comes in the fourth quarter. You get a backdoor score. You wind up losing the game 56-14, but you might have been catching a certain number of points where you can cover a second-half spot. Um, if you're – to me, unless you've got a strong opinion one way or the other, if you're going to kind of wait, maybe an in-game opportunity develops. I would wait to see, hey, maybe Oklahoma State's down, but it looks like Central Michigan has been moving the ball and you feel like Okie State can get the adjustments. Or if Oklahoma State jumps out, say 14 nothing, Spencer Sanders leads a couple of drives, and all of a sudden the Chippewas, now you're getting 30-something in-game, and you mm-hmm. go, well, you know what? I don't think Oklahoma State's going to win this game 45-10. to 10. You know, you might take the Chippewas at like 32, 33 and a half or something. That I would say certainly you should take that to, to heed. Uh, that possibly in-game could be the way to go early on in some of these bigger numbers. See how the first quarter play or first Correct. half plays out a little bit and then see where those numbers adjust to uh, and make your evaluations based on what you see. I think that's very good advice. Uh, West Virginia is going to take on Pittsburgh. This is the backyard brawl. Yes, sir. Now, what's... Wrong with college football, in my estimation, is they haven't played this game since 2011. I mean, you can't go over a decade without playing the backyard brawl. The good news is we finally get it back this year. Hopefully they're going to figure out a way to play this in their non-con since we're no longer in the Big East days. Uh, This is going to be an interesting matchup. The numbers come down, if you are with us yesterday, it was eight. So it's come down ever so slightly, down to seven and a half. And I see that total ticking up just a tad as well, up to 51 and a half. Today, Amal, slight adjustments in those numbers from our conversation 24 hours ago, but adjustments nonetheless. Yeah, this is going to be interesting. This was a good pass defense for the Mountaineers last year. They ranked third in the Big 12, but now they've lost too many guys on defense, eight starters gone. Uh, this is the USC transfer bowl, right? Keaton Slovis is going to get the start for Pittsburgh. Uh, JT Daniels for West Virginia here. Both teams with their full complement of the offensive line coming back on both sides. But to me, Pittsburgh defensively is still very solid. I I believe seven or eight starters back on their defense. I think this will be a little bit of the difference here. Not going to touch this total. Don't have any interest in it one way or the other. Uh, But I would love a scenario where you can get the Panthers under a touchdown. Maybe you get a four and a half or something in-game if the Mounties go down and get an early score. Something to pay attention to. I think that's where you got an opportunity to really make some money in so many of these games because you can get a number that's better than the original. And also, and I thought it was a salient point that you made yesterday. If you're a backer of the Mounties, right, and yesterday you could have got eight, and yeah. today it's seven and a half, yeah. don't necessarily shy away just because you didn't get the, quote, best of the number. Yeah, I think it's a great point you bring up. I think in college football, it gets so overblown. Look, this one sport in the NFL, it is the most important. However, it doesn't still mean you shouldn't make a play in the game. And the reality of it is, if you're concerned in this game, that now the line on West Virginia is from eight to seven and a half, and I mean, what was your thought process? The game was going to land on eight? <laughs> I mean, to me, then you shouldn't play that game. It's too hard of a game for you to be able to sit there and say with confidence, I'm going to go bet it. You're trying to find a game where you see the biggest scenario. You, you want the game you're betting to be 52 to nothing. Right. And obviously on your side. But the, <laughs> the point being is that it, it shouldn't be, scare you off. It shouldn't concern you. Um, 
You know, I, unfortunately, I can't think of a game right now. I, no, it was um, 2016. Miami's playing Virginia Tech. The game is in Blacksburg. And um, I, I made a big bet on, uh, my, on what Virginia Tech at Lane Stadium. A friend of mine goes, well, it's gone from three and a half to four and a half. I said, let me tell you somebody. I said, I make this play with the intention that Virginia Tech's winning this game by three or four. They're going to blow them out. They end up beating them 42 to 20. And, and my point is that was it a night game? It was a Thursday night game at of Lane Stadium. It was. Some Metallica, absolutely, Sandman, <laughs> exactly right. Back when it actually mattered there in Blacksburg. <laughs> um, but you know, to me, too many people actually get scared off with the scenario. Look, you're going to have one in twenty-five, one in fifty games where all of a sudden it's going to come into play. Go through a Saturday where you look at some games and you say, oh, "I should have taken this game." And that team's win by wins by seventeen, and they were laying three. Exactly right. By the way, we're going to have that stricken from the record for the people living in the 703 or the 757. All 12 of them? All right. I um, just wanted to say, if you listen to Pac-Man Jones, did a little bit of the prelude, if you will, the voiceover for West Virginia side. And then when they did the Pittsburgh side, they just said, these are two teams that don't play for a trophy. They play for the natural dislike of one another. That's why it's called the Backyard Brawl. 45 minutes apart. Um, you know, the unfortunate part is because they're in different conferences, we won't see this rivalry renewed because you need the home games. And so you look at these teams, they're going to end up having to go to non-conference, you know, the the non-Power 5 level outside of the one Ooh, game they play. Ooh, college football. <laughs> they got to figure that out. And I will tell you this, too, because, uh, again, I told you this, Thanksgiving spent a lot of those in Wheeling, West Virginia growing up. Okay. I saw relatives fight over this game. It's true. They really they, they get after it in, in that part of the woods. Real quick, the greatest thing, go on YouTube and watch the kick six between Auburn and Alabama. Oh, my. There's like a 10-minute montage of reactions from, uh, you know, Roll Tide and War Eagle fans. It is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> Ball State's going to take on Tennessee. I was actually in a group text with some buddies of ours in this, in this industry, and they're looking at Tennessee, and if they don't want to lay the 36 against the fighting Dave Lettermans, uh, they're looking at this saying – I think Tennessee's going to put up points. I might do the team total for Tennessee. Do you ever get in a scenario like that where you, if you worry about if they're going to cover the number, but I think they're going to put up X amount of points, is that a better way sometimes to handicap some of these bigger numbers? Yeah, absolutely. Definitely a possibility. We know with Hendon Hooker under center and the way this Penn, uh, Tennessee team wants to move under Josh Heupel, you expect them to be able to score some points. Ball State is a team that's going to be in some serious trouble here. To me, when I look at this matchup, it really comes down to, do you want to lay this number? And then in the fourth quarter, you're looking at a potential scenario where if the volunteers are up, you know, say 49 to 10 mm-hmm. and Ball State's got the ball, can your potential backup backups really make a stop and get a stand in that scenario? That's what it really comes down to. If you think they can, then you take it. I, I just don't have an overwhelming opinion in this one. I looked at the first half in this one. I think it was 23 and a half for the big orange. Um, you know, you're right. 24. Now I'm seeing the DraftKings. Yeah. Uh, so that's it's like nine and a half in the first quarter, by the way, which is also bizarre. Uh, I, if you think they're going to just get out and jump on them. Yeah. Here's the problem with that play. Sometimes it depends on who gets the coin toss. I have to tell you though, with Hendon Hooker in this offense, that is not the worst play hmm. nine and a half because now Ball state, in my opinion, is probably going to have to score. I believe this Tennessee offense is going to be able to get two scores in the first quarter. Very interesting handicap there. It's trying to see if I can get you a number on the exact team total. But again, that is a, a different way sometimes to approach some of these games. When we come back, Matt Humans is going to join us. Can't wait to get his thoughts on college football. Week number one is upon us. Come on back. It's Big Bets here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network.
VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back to the show. This segment of Easton Big Bets is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that have helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zen understands that there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little bit different. Everyone is on their own journey. But whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step towards change, Zen will be there for you. Check out Zen Nicotine Pouches at Zen.com. That's Zen.com. Warning, this product does contain nicotine, and nicotine is an addictive chemical. Back alongside of Shaw, I am Dave Ross. We roll on on big bets very quickly. I saw you looking up at the United States Open. Unbelievable seeing Serena last night in three. What do you got today? I, right now, no matches in progress, but I'm watching the young American Eubanks going up against Sinner. Mm-hmm. Probably not that young, but he's actually older than Sinner, but they're both in their early 20s. Young so, to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, good one. I love it when the Americans are playing. You always get a lot of energy from the crowd. Absolutely. So we'll keep a watchful eye there as well. Going to bring in Matt Humans uh, on, the, on the program now. Always great to have Matt on. You can follow him on Twitter as I do, at Matt Humans. And, of course, we got the Pro Football Betting Guide that is already out now. And I know, Matt, you wrote about the AFC West and the NFC East, the division of death on one of them, and then maybe a not-so-tough division on the other. Matt, your thoughts uh, on the betting guide, how did it turn out for you? Hey, Dave, first of all, uh, try to bring a little bit of energy to uh, the show when you're hosting. You sound like Joe Biden asleep at the wheel today. Did, that, did Amal need to help you put on your sport coat before the show? I, sometimes it gets stuck on my arm. It, it can be difficult. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I think the AFC West is the uh, best division in the NFL, top to bottom. Uh, it'd be kind of hard to argue that right now. And uh, the NFC East is going to be interesting because I said back in May I like the Eagles to beat Dave Ross's Dallas Cowboys, mm-hmm. and the Eagles have become a really popular pick uh, here in the last month or so. And sometimes that's not a good thing, but a lot of people love Philly. I think this team is going to be dangerous. But Matt, my one pushback on the Eagles mm-hmm. is Jalen Hurts. I didn't think he could throw with accuracy in Tuscaloosa in Norman. I don't know what anybody thinks is going to change in Philadelphia. Hurts is actually, I think, a pretty good playmaker. And another thing is he's a young quarterback. And sometimes people get a little impatient, and they like to pick on a guy's flaws and say, well, he's not going to be an accurate passer. He can't do this. He can't do that. But, you know, a few years into the league, uh, Drew Brees didn't look that great either. I think Jalen Hurts has got what it takes. It's going to show this year. He's got so many weapons. If it doesn't show this year, I'm all, then I'm wrong. Then it's not going to happen because he's got, uh, I would say, five really quality receivers. He's got a great tight end. Uh, they're deep at the running back position. The Eagles did everything possible to put Jalen Hurts in a position to succeed. So if he doesn't develop as a passer, if he's not more accurate and uh, he can't lead this team to 10 wins, then I'm wrong, but I'm, I'm going to bet on Jalen Hurts here. I think he's going to develop, and uh, you're going to see that this year. I, that's the one thing that's the biggest mystery about the Eagles. Can Jalen Hurts do it? I think he can. Uh, I think he can. So uh, I guess we'll be on opposite sides of that argument. But uh, I'm, I'm going to bet on Jalen Hurts to uh, show a lot of improvement this year because I think the Eagles, the Dolphins, those teams did for young quarterbacks what you need to do as an organization. You got to put the weapons around these guys and give them a chance to succeed. The Bears did not do that with Justin Fields. No, they did not. And uh, Matt, as we discussed on Monday, we were previewing the Pro Football Betting Guide, which is available now at vsn.com/slash subscribe. 
I'm with you. The number you got on the Eagles is much better than where their number is now, and that's why it's like they double-dog dared me to jump in on the Cowboys at plus $1.40 because you couldn't <laughs> get that price two months ago. That it's, it's shifted so much. And by the way, I gave out your wrong Twitter handle. It's Matt Humans 247 and that's what I, I like, Matt Humans 247 You can't get enough. So you got to follow him on Twitter as I do. Let's get to college football today, Matt, because um, it is officially week one now. It feels – uh, bigger than it was certainly for week zero. Can you give me what you really do think is, is maybe your best play on the board that you see tonight? Best play on the board tonight is yeah. uh, I think it's got to be West Virginia plus seven and a half against Pitt. Okay, and uh, you got a you got a strange USC USC theme here in this game with uh, former Trojans uh, quarterbacks. In this game, and uh, JT Daniels for West Virginia, he's going to pull the trigger for the Mountaineers, and then you got Keaton Slovis for Pitt. I think Ken, not only is Kenny Pickett going to be missed, Mark Whipple, the offensive coordinator, is going to be missed. And uh, this is a, a blood feud. This is a, a real rivalry. And I actually I like Neil Brown as a coach. I think he's a little bit underrated. West Virginia looks solid enough to me on defense. The back here is a seven and a half point dog. And I know there's been some sharp action on West Virginia. I think Pitt's being a little bit overrated based on uh, some results last season with Kenny Pickett and a team that was kind of on a roll. Don't forget, uh, Pitt did lose at home to Miami late last season, barely skated by North Carolina. I think this is going to be a close game tonight, so I took the seven and a hook with the Mountaineers. Yeah, I like your point about Mark Whipple, who's now at Nebraska. I think he's a terrific play caller, and you saw it with the Nebraska offense. Uh, Casey Thompson and company performing pretty well. I uh, want to go to a really intriguing game, and I think an important game for both sides in the Big Ten tonight in West Lafayette. You went to school in Purdue. Um, to me, this is an important game for James Franklin. They started out 5-0, and I think, last year, and then they ended up 2-6 and in their last eight. Really struggled down the stretch, particularly on the defensive and offensive side of the ball, but more so from the defense. Do you believe in Sean Clifford? Because their running game was non-existent last year, and this Purdue team was pretty decent against the run last year defensively. Yeah, it was, it was one of Purdue's better defensive teams in the last 10 years, maybe the best. And uh, I'm not sure that's going to be able to carry over without George Karloftis and a couple other key guys gone. And one thing that concerns me, of all as I read, that uh, Purdue's two best defensive players have kind of been hobbled the last week and a half in camp with hamstring injuries. And that's not a good thing because uh, Purdue defense doesn't have the type of depth that Ohio State have has, obviously. I like Sean Clifford. I like him better than most. I mean, he's a really good college quarterback. I'm not going to say he's a pro prospect necessarily. But if you think back to last season in that game in Iowa, and I know, Amal, you follow the Big Ten closely, the Nittany Lions were up 10 in Iowa City, and they were on their way to winning that game, and Sean Clifford went down with an injury. And uh, they blew the lead. Hawkeyes came back to win. And then the next week, Penn State lost as a 24-point favorite to Illinois, 20-18 to in nine overtimes. And everything went downhill. Somehow, James Franklin still got a hundred million dollar contract extension. <laughs> I don't know how, um, but I think Penn State's going to bounce back. I think they're a lot better than that seven and six record last season. Uh, are they going to be able to put a heat on Ohio State in the East? Probably not. But I think uh, there's a chance Penn State could be uh, the second best team in the Big Ten. I'm not really that high on any of the teams in the West. I think there's very little separation actually between the seven teams in the Big Ten West. Purdue plus three and a half is probably the bet tonight, but I'm not on it. Uh, I'm a little concerned about the defensive injuries, and um, I'll probably prefer to live bet this game uh, tonight. I do think Aiden O'Connell, the Purdue quarterback, a six-year senior, made a big mistake, Maul, when he got married last month. <laughs> 
That's an intangible when you're handicapping this game. He's going to be distracted. <laughs> great, great, great comment. Great comment. <laughs> uh, Matt, let me look ahead a little bit to Saturday, but stay in conference, uh, at mm-hmm. least with one side, and that would be Ohio State. We're still waiting to see what Notre Dame's going to do here in this uh, global shakeup that is college football these days. But the Irish are getting 17 and a half in the shoe. Uh, is that too mm-hmm. many? And what I know we look at Ohio State and say it might be the best offense we've seen in quite some time. Do you think the Irish can hang tight and stay inside that number? Hey, by the way, the name of this show with uh, Dave and Amal is what, Big Bets? Yes, sir. Is that right? Yes, yeah. sir. Okay. I was going to say you should call it the front runners because <laughs> Amal is an Ohio State guy and the Buckeyes just dominated the Big Ten for four decades, four or five decades, and Dave Ross is a Dallas Cowboys. How are we front runners? Fan. How are you, we front runners? We haven't won since 95, Matt. You became a Cowboys fan when they were winning Super Bowls. You guys ever root for an underdog? <laughs> Come on. All right, so I'm going to take the underdog Irish here, getting 17 and a half in the horseshoe. And I, I bet this this week when it hits 17 and a half. And I think uh, you have to fear, the fear factor here is with Ohio State and all the playmakers, uh, you know, surrounding C.J. Stroud. Ohio State can bust the game open with big plays. We saw the Buckeyes score a total of 115 points in home games against Michigan State and Purdue at the end of last season. And Spartans and Boilermakers went on to win bowl games. Those were not bad teams. So Ohio State really had it going at the end of last year uh, before that Michigan debacle. But I think uh, Notre Dame's going to struggle to keep pace if it's track meet because Irish just don't have the athletes in the skill position. What Notre Dame does have is really strong offensive and defensive lines and a really solid defense overall. And I think uh, Marcus Freeman and uh, – that defense can find a way to maybe limit big plays and keep uh, the Irish within striking range in the second half. When this number went from 14 to 17 and a half, I decided to grab the 17 and a half with Notre Dame. I think the, like I said, the strength on the offensive and defensive line should keep this game from uh, turning into a, a real embarrassing blowout. You know, Matt, I, I didn't play this game, and you know, to me, I would lean towards Notre Dame with these points. But the one thing that concerned me a little bit, I went back and watched the Notre Dame Oklahoma State second half last night, and I got to tell you, Notre Dame couldn't move the ball against Jim Knowles, who's going to get to face in consecutive games. Now the same team with better talent against a team that has to change quarterbacks now. Yeah, Tyler Buckner's got, I think, three career starts. So that's uh, something to be concerned about as the Irish go in there, and I I agree with you. I I was on Notre Dame in that bowl game, by the way, and that was a a horrific collapse in the second half. Terrible way for Marcus Freeman to start his era. Uh, uh, with the Irish. Got to wrap so it up, I am Matt. a little bit concerned about that, sure. Got to roll. I like the front runners, by the way. Just lay off the fast food. He is Matt Humans. Follow him at MattHumans247. Come on back. It's Big Bets on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Bring it Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Make game day more chill with some extra cash. Play free during the college football season with a Coors Light College Football Pickup. Join 15 free-to-play pools for your shot of $5,000 in weekly prizes. Head to www.draftkings.com slash Coors Light Pick'em right now to join all the action. Coors Light, perfect shot of refreshment. You have to be 21 years of age or older. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com for details and please drink responsibly. Back alongside Amal Shaw, I am Dave Ross. We roll on with Big Bets here on a Thursday want to get back to our conversation we were having there with Matt Humans about college football. And that Penn State-Purdue game is interesting. Yep. And, you know, I, I think a lot of people feel like, you know, I don't know what I feel about Penn State on the road against Purdue. But, you know, Matt made a point that maybe two of Purdue's best defenders could be hobbled in this game. How do you break this one down? Because it always feels dicey, and we saw it happen over in Dublin, when you have conference foes and you're laying points, in this case, truly on the road, at least in double when it was a neutral site. Yeah, Jalen Graham, the safety, one of the key players back there in that defense for Purdue. Um, you know, to me, when you look at this matchup, Aiden O'Connell was outstanding last year. Nobody talked about how good he was simply because of what C.J. Stroud did, but uh, but O'Connell completed about 72% of his passes, 26 to 11 TD to interception ratio, not great. But again, this team went 9-4, and four, Dave, Really impressive. Now you've got a home game in West Lafayette. You look at last year, they lost at Notre Dame. No shame in that. Mm-mm. Losing to Minnesota, who is a solid team. Losing to Wisconsin. Losing at Ohio State. So there's not a single game on the schedule you go, wow, that's a bad loss. And I, so I feel like when you look at this team, they're trending in the right direction. Brahms got them going you know, in the proper direction. They win this game. They should start 4-0. They've got Indiana State at Syracuse and Florida Atlantic. So that, that really could get them going in the right direction. But 
I got to tell you, I, I, I agree with Matt that Penn State should have a good year. I slightly disagree with him. I think Michigan is probably the second best team in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. McNamara and McCarthy at quarterback. I like both of those guys. Uh, the running game with Corum should be very good. Ronnie Bell comes back as well for the uh, Mason Blue. But for me, when I look at this Penn State team, who's going to step up in place of Jahan Dotson? He was an absolute playmaker who was criminally underutilized at Penn State. Yeah. Lack of running game. You know, luckily for them, Noah Kane's gone. He he couldn't run the football effectively for them. The big question mark. And when you, when you think of Penn State, you go back all the way to Kurt Warner, um, Blair Thomas, Curtis Enos, um, Kinjana Carter. The other Kurt Warner for those kids out there. They're thinking, yeah. what? Wait, are you talking about the guy from the Rams? No, no, the, no. Um, the great running back, Kurt Warner. You know, Kenjana Carter, all these guys, Kenjana was the first overall pick in the draft. They've had a, a litany of great running backs. But when you think of Penn State right now, you don't think of that. And nope. that's where they're void of that. Defensively, they should still be very solid. Uh, Porter in the back of that secondary is really good. The son of Joey Porter, who played for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. This is an important game for both teams. I won't touch this one, but I got to tell you, Dave, this is the kind of game, in my opinion, if you get an in-game number, let's say Penn State scores, and all of a sudden it goes to six and a half, maybe seven and a half, you take... Penn St- I'm sorry, Purdue in the points. Aiden O'Connell all of a sudden leads a 10-point drive. Sure. Now all of a sudden you could potentially be in a pick'em scenario. You come back the other way. Great opportunities here on both sides. This is the game I would say, guys, that I have not heard a single soul all week talk about betting Penn State. Right. I have heard Purdue, Purdue, Purdue. Nobody on Penn State. And well, it sounds like both you and Matt uh, Humans, who we just had on again, following Matt Humans two four seven. He does like Penn State in this spot, but he's he's not playing it yet. And it's, I, I get the same feeling that maybe Penn State comes out early yeah. in your eyes, and maybe Purdue could be that that better number in game. Well, Lions are very capable of. I, I mean, I, I you know I get Kelly's point, but I don't want it to sound like. Oh, my God, Penn State's going into Tuscaloosa. This is not the case here. Uh, the reality of it is, I think it's just a tough game when you're laying three and a half on the road. Not an easy number to have to cover. I mean, Dave, this game, to me, feels like 24-21. Okay. I'm not sure which side wins. It could be 28-24. I, I think it's right there either way. I, I'm, I'm, stu- I'm psyched for this game. I think this is going to be a great game. It's the primetime game. They've got a great season opener. Instead of putting Ohio State or Michigan on there on the Thursday night game, last year was a great game between Ohio State and Minnesota. This, to me, feels like a very similar game, just with a much closer point spread. Okay, very quickly, I want to get back to something you said that I think is very important. When you think Penn State historically, that's what you think of. And they yeah. couldn't run the ball last year, right? Mm-hmm. And that's on James Franklin, right? That's on yeah. recruiting. And you mentioned all those great backs that they've had in the history of Penn State, Franco Harris and the like. You know, it goes back. I remember when Kevin Jones was coming out. He was the number one prospect in the state of Pennsylvania. Yep. And they couldn't keep him. Virginia Tech. Boom. And I started to see that sea change, that culture change, right, of oh, like which kids are going to which school. If Penn State is going to be who we think they can be, is it all Clifford? Or can they? do they have to be able to run the ball effectively? Well, you know, look, it's going to come down to offensive line and who steps up for this team. Last year, they didn't have a single 100-yard rusher the whole season. And it's going to come down to who That's can, incredible. It really is. I mean, when you think about Penn State, when would you ever think this team doesn't have a 100-yard rusher? Wow. Half the time, you go back over the last 30 years, Penn State had a 100-yard rusher in the first half. Amazing. I mean, it, it really is. So is it going to be Lee? Is it going to be Singleton? Who answers the call for this team and helps Clifford? Because if it's one-dimensional, I think they're going to get in a lot of trouble. I want to talk about another game uh, going tonight, 8 o'clock Eastern. And uh, I'm not going to call out the Mizzou Mafia that have been texting me about this game, Tyler Fulgham, Michael Kim. But uh, the Mizzou Mafia is very excited about what they might have this year. Certainly, you've got a talented kid coming in, play wide receiver. We don't know much about the quarterback position. But I'm getting the feeling that my Mizzou brethren really feel like this could be 
a, a good spot. Obviously, they're favored by 20 and a half over La Tech. But that the offense is going to be better than what we've seen in the last couple of years uh, with the Tigers. What do you make of the Mizzou-made Tigers this year and tonight specifically? They weren't horrific last year offensively. They were middle of the pack. You look in the SEC, they were towards the, bo- you know, the bottom. But to me, I think on a national level, they weren't that bad. Look, if you can't light up La Tech like a Christmas tree, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. This is the team that ranked 124th last year, uh, in, in, I think in total defense or somewhere in that range. They, they were horrific. Um, 106th in scoring defense. Excuse, uh, excuse me. Oof. I mean, th- these guys were just bad. So for me... I think this is where your opportunity is. But Missouri, the bigger issue, Dave, that's not getting discussed is how bad Missouri was in total defense, 105, uh, scoring defense, 113th, rushing defense, 124th out of 130 teams. I don't care if Luther Button's in there playing wide receiver, the big-time recruit that they got in there. That's who they're all clamoring about. But the reality of it is, who's getting him the ball? That's the big question for me. You know, listen, I get all these guys get excited. I don't know what it's like to be at Missouri where, you know, you get excited for three games a year. And, I mean, for me, you know, the Buckeyes play four games a year. I know they're going to win three of those. And they got the one game that they got to be able to navigate. So, different story, different scenario here. But... Man, I, is it going to be Brady Cook who can deliver the ball? That's we'll see. Who, that's who we believe it's going to be tonight. Yeah. And let me ask you this, because, again, I kid my Mizzou brethren, but the, the total's 62. The Missouri team total is 40 and a half. Can Mizzou play defense? I know La Tech is La Tech. But, like, which way would you rather go? Would you play the over if you really think this is going to be just a march up and down the field scenario? Again, the team total for Mizzou is 40 and a half. Or... Do you think, oh, no, I don't know that La Tech could even give me 20 to possibly hit that over of 62? It'll be interesting. Sonny Cumbie comes in. He, he was in the state of Texas at TCU. He's been around a couple of different places as the new head coach here. To be honest with you, Dave, I was a little bit surprised he got the job. Uh, but when you look at it, they're going to try and throw the ball. They, they've run a spread offense in the past under Sonny. I don't know if they've got the horses right now. The Missouri, in a game against Louisiana Tech, look, with a guy like Luther Budden and these guys – you just out-athlete now talent these guys. What's your number on the first half here if you have it handy yeah. between these two teams? This is something I would consider because I think in Como, you should be able to come out and play well. I, I got to tell you, one of my favorite bets last year mm-hmm. was when Tennessee played the Big Orange. I, I, I'm sorry, uh, when the Big Orange went to Missouri to take on the Tigers. And I think Tennessee scored 35 points in about the first quarter or something <laughs> like that. It, it was insane. Well, let me give you some of those numbers that you asked for. Ten and a half is the number for Missouri in the first half. Now, again, you look at 20 and a half. We talk about the variance there yeah. in some of these other bigger numbers where you get more than just splitting it down the middle. Well, this is closer to that at 10 and a half for Mizzou, minus $1.15 uh, here at DraftKings. Now, high scoring half, you want to play that way. But the first half is heavily juiced, minus $1.55. Maybe you call off the dogs in the second half. That's why it's plus $1.30. Um, but 31 and a half is that total in the first half. So you're not getting a whole lot of a break. With that total being 62. No, you're not. I apologize. Give me the, the spread number you said. What did you say was 10 and a half? 10 and a half for the first half, Mizzou. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad number if you're looking at it from a Mizzou standpoint. They're going to score 21 to 24 points in the first half. Mm. How many are you limiting the Louisiana Tech to? Because this Louisiana Tech defense was horrific. I, I remember last year, I watched arguably the worst college football game of the year between Southern Miss and Louisiana Tech. Oof. That's about three hours of my life I can't get back. But, you know, you look at this Louisiana Tech team, they've got eight starters back on defense. Who are they going to slow down? Remains to be seen. I think this is important if you're looking at it from a Tiger standpoint. Um, 
Eli Drinkowitz needs to have a big year here. I got to ask you very quickly mm-hmm. because the first quarter number is Missouri minus seven plus money plus a dollar fifteen. Yeah. Do the math. You got to score twice, right? right. Uh, very quickly, is there an angle to that? Because I know a lot of people go, "Well, I don't know who's going to win the toss," and then I might lose a possession that way. So one time, I tell you a quick story. I made one of the worst plays ever. I, a team gets a personal foul penalty before the kickoff. Oh no! So I bet the other side and get smoked in the quarter. But uh, regardless, <laughs> the the point is. Um, you know, to me, I don't like this play. I, I would say this. I would look at Louisiana Tech, but you said it's juiced. They're heavily juiced because if they score, then all of a sudden Missouri's got to score 14 just to push. Absolutely. So you can take La Tech if you want the seven in that first quarter, but it is juiced minus the dollar 35 to La Tech. Come on back and have Frank Schraub join the program next. Talk all things NFL. You're on Big Bets on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.